word of the day. You keep using that word. I don't think it means what you think it means. Today's words of the day. First one for you, Flan. Unofficially brought to you. To you. Oh, geez. Unofficially brought to you by UrbanDictionary.com. Capper. C-A-P-P-E-R. A cap is a lie. A capper is a liar. So if someone is capping, they are lying. Think you remember that? I'll remember that. Easy. Capper. Mine is rhubarb. Not a food like I thought. It's a noun meaning a quarrel or squabble. Mm. Quite the little rhubarb. Yeah, I see it. Had. I like that. Yeah. Not necessarily anything in specific, but just uh, trying to use that in a sentence. Great show today. Wouldn't be anything less. I agree. You know we're a year old? Nice. The show, not us. Maybe our sense of humor is a year old, but the show itself is a year old. And uh, I know I kept you waiting for the start of this, so you ready to go? Let's get going. Let's get it on. Sports Report, Gas Bags with Fun Facts, the podcast by regular Joes for regular Joes. Sponsorship free because nobody wants to pay the sponsorship fee. My name is Jeff Woodworth, joined by my friend and my co-host, Brandon Flanagan. Hello. How's it going, Flan? It's going good. A little tired there? No, i just bored. Okay. <laughs> fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. Did have you sitting there for a minute there. Uh, I, I am tired. I got to be on this here hand up. Playing a little hurt today. Are you with possible ear infection? Ooh, that's that's hard. That's bad for podcasting. It's not. Yeah, it's not a prime podcasting injury. I can only think of like top three injuries that you don't want to deal with with podcasting would definitely be hearing ear infection. Cords. Ear, yeah, hear infection. Uh, what would we say? Sore throat, or um, another one? Carpal tunnel. Yeah, gotta be able to click. Gotta be able to write. Gotta be able to do all that stuff with your wrists and your, and your hands and your Hate that. fingers. Yeah. Well, you know, you suffer from it so so <laughs> rigorously, right? Yes. No. Do you know what carpal tunnel is? Yes. What is it? I don't know. I was going to say, educate me, please. I don't know. It just kind of sounded funny. 
Carpool Tunnel sounds like a cool name. Sounds like a, ba- a band. Or like a famous a famous uh it like just a famous sounds tunnel. Like a carpool lane that's in a tunnel. Oh oh okay, so a combination of the two. Mm, Diamond Lane going yes. under the underpass. Okay. Going under the uh what's the what's the tunnel before the Golden Gate Bridge the now? Robin Williams yeah, tunnel. Yeah, Robin Williams tunnel. Robin Williams Memorial Tunnel. R. I. P. Never forget. Um, okay. So great show today. Wouldn't be anything less than, of course. We're a year old. We haven't learned much, but we're gonna try and apply what we have. Flan. Let's get things started with the Alpha, Beta, Zeta. Who is your Alpha? Alpha this week is Jason Momoa. There's a video circulating on Twitter of him grabbing a beer, taking a sip of beer, saying, I like to, to, what do you say, I like tomahawking and drinking beer, and then proceeds to throw an axe right in the middle of a bullseye from about 20 feet away. The goddamn man. And he is everything I wish I was four years ago. Oh, well, (laughs) how close are you to him now? Not even close. He's a dude's absolutely ridiculous. You're getting big, but you got to Carpal tunnel is a numbness and tingling in the hand and arm caused by a pinched nerve in the wrist. Oh, so like when you do a stranger. So you were pretty close there on your guess. Yeah, I got that intuition. That was my alpha. That was your alpha. <laughs> <laughs> Jason Momoa, not, not carpal tunnel. The, the great equalizer, the ultimate alpha, carpal tunnel. How yes. catches up with you? Yes. But yeah, dude, I've, I've uh, what, what are the, he, I mean, he's Aquaman, but he's also really good in Frontier on Netflix. Yeah. I definitely recommend seeing that if you haven't. I've heard it's good. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Very, very good. Declan Hop is the name mm-hmm. of his character in that. Okay, your beta. Beta for the week is. I don't know if it's a beta on which one it is. It might be. It could, it could possibly be a beta on NBC or a beta on Netflix. But supposedly, the number one watched streaming show on Netflix might get pulled in 2021. And that is The Office, <sighs> and brought over to NBC streaming because all these big networks now want to have their own streaming service. Oh no! So Netflix, and then also I think that means they would take away Parks and Rec. They would take away The Office. They would take away Thirty Rock. It I goes that, on there anymore. that forever removes all Netflix and chill background noise. So well, the thing it. is, the, the thing I don't understand if you're doing this, then it's like that means I'm gonna have to have like I'm needing like five or six subscriptions to like Disney, NBC, CBS, ESPN. If your normal cable bill, see, I look at it as kind of ridiculous, right? But at the same time, if your normal cable bill is what like ninety bucks a month, and you go and you can end up and end up saving like what twenty dollars because you'd have Netflix, Hulu, that's two. And then you'd have Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime. Well, you, you, Amazon's kind of weak. So let's just go. Hulu. Amazon's pretty good. Okay. We'll they throw, have a we'll show called Jack on. Reacher that's sick. That was John Krasinski? Yeah, that was oh, sick. Okay, there we go. So he's in there for sure. That's dope. So we've got Netflix, Hulu, Amazon. Now the Disney one. And then NBC. NBC. I think NBC's drops in 2022, so it's a while though. Okay. So that's just five right there. If all those cost $10 a month, which we know Netflix costs a little bit extra now, mm-hmm. that's $50. You're still saving $40 on your cable bill, you know, plus your sports packages or whatever that you want to throw in there if you yeah, got like yeah. sling. It's doable. I do. I, I will say that it's getting ridiculous, but I could see every cable company just having their own streaming service and retaining the rights to the shows that and they produce. It would Comcast still not having... Running out of business, well, like I, the blockbuster did. Comcast would be f- just fine. They'd they'd figure out a way to take care of it. Uh, but yeah, I I understand. I don't know, man. Out. You can see the whole thing going towards like a Roku kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Instead of and then away from the way that. Uh, but Com- it's a way for the cable companies, the cable networks, to still stay in power, right? Because NBC will say, "Hey, we ha- we want we have the rights to Thirty Rock. We have uh, the Office, the other Parks and Rec." And anything else that's done under Universal, they get to hold on to, right? They'll say, "Oh, we'll take on to that. We'll we'll hold on to that." 
the same can be done with Fox. The same can be done with CBS. You know, well, I think I think Fox and CBS are you know, somebody owns somebody in that equation. But, Fox right. and and Fox just bought. Uh, Fox only has sports and Fox News now because they sold. Fox out bought too. AB. No, ABC. Disney bought. Yeah, Fox. Disney bought out most of Fox. That's why I got them. They got the Marvel stuff going on. All right, and your Zeta, the weirdest thing so far this week. Um, weirdest thing this week. I did not give the Zeta much thought. Okay, fair enough. Because it's really hard to find something that makes me cringe. Oh, yeah. But. Have no fear. Alas. I think. Didn't I? I sent you something this week really weird, didn't I? The, the brain is ticking right now. I sent you something. You sent me a watch. Oh, no, I got it. I got it. Oh, I got the okay. Zeta. I got the Zeta. I got okay. the Zeta. Zeta is Takashi 6ix9ine. Oh, okay. Because YG dropped the song yesterday called Stop Snitching, and it was completely directed at Takashi 6ix9ine. That Tekashi was the song that he was playing at Coachella. Yes. Okay. song is good. It's the funny. song is good, folks. You heard it here first from a non-partial Brent Flanagan. I'm a white boy. That song. <laughs> is that song Slap Yo? Yo, yeah, yo. Straight yo. facts be? Yes. Okay. Well, there you go. Your Alpha, Beta, Zeta, Jason Momoa. Ryan Perez wanted to inform me more about the uh, the like the background Takashi. Like I didn't know all that crap that he was going through. Like how he. Shout out to you, Ryan Perry. You come to town and you don't <laughs> invite me on your drink along plans. I see how it is. I see how it is. You're also the only one that hasn't paid dues for the fantasy football league yet. Okay, never forget. Never he forget. He ain't gonna pay you. I know. <laughs> I have a feeling. I'm I'm slowly coming to reality or coming to grips with that. But what were you saying? Oh, Takashi six nine. Yeah, it's it kind of a diddler. Uh, <laughs> did some weird stuff, you know, with a with and a then minor. Then he went to jail, and then he did. Then he got out. On his, snitched on everybody so he can get out earlier. And he raps about the guns and the drugs and all that fancy good stuff that can get you in trouble while wearing the the diamonds and the gold and the tattoos on the face. I'd never understood the whole sixty nine tattoos of the number sixty nine. So I don't either. I've never loved a number that much. <laughs> Not even the not even close. Oh. So, a different guy. Uh, definitely makes good workout music, but other than that, can't have much to you know. It's it's very ignorant, you know, mm. in a sense. And and it's also one of those where certain rap sounds a certain way, and he's he's always angry, always yelling. You know, he's got a couple where he just, where he kind of tries to sing along, but for the most part, it's just in your face. Yeah. Grab my nuts. <laughs> Let's wrap it into the microphone. It's just very abrasive, which, I mean, people get down with, so good on them. All right, that'll do it for Alpha, Beta, Zeta, Jason Momoa, the Alpha, Netflix, and quite possibly uh, basically NBC network uh, becoming the, Z- the Beta, and then the Zeta, Takashi 69 Moving on to this now, we hit our talking points since we're now 10 minutes in. We're fully, we fully hit our stride. Off to a great start. Flan. Would you rather talk about the NBA playoffs thus far or that the fact that the NFL draft is happening t- t- today? This time tomorrow. If you're listening on Thursday, it's happening today. If you're listening on Wednesday, it happens tomorrow. We're still on the NFL, the NFL draft. draft. You want to talk about the NFL yeah. draft? Yeah. Who's getting drafted number one overall? Kyler Murray. Is that 100% cer- we're for certain? 85%. 85%. 15% Nick Bosa. Okay. Clicking on a big board right here. Just just a random one. Let's see what's going on. Right now, according by all positions, the best player is Quinnen Williams, defensive lineman out of Alabama, followed by Nick Bosa, defensive end out of Ohio State. And in third, we have 
Josh Allen, the defensive end out of Kentucky. Kyler Murray, on the overall big board of just general players, is ranked 13th. This is according to Bleacher Report. I don't know how how uh, necessarily accurate it is. Oh, it's accurate. It's accurate. It's very accurate. Oh, yeah. science? It's okay. you, won't, you won't find anything more accurate. So the Niners are picking number two, and you were muttering before we hit record this this, after, or this, this afternoon that they they're kind of shying away from Nick Bosa, maybe. Uh, I mean, I have yes, no, no, I have, so. I have absolutely zero proof of that. Never knowing that, but your but your gut reaction led you to say seems something. Like, it seems as if they're moving away from Nick Bosa. What led you to just blurt that out? Because uh, it was unprovoked, ladies and gentlemen. You you have no idea. I walked here and Flan was just. Uh, I think they're moving away from him. Um, on Twitter, it's like they're very high on Quinn, Wi- Quinn Williams or Josh Allen. But I think if Nick Bosa gets drafted number one overall, they are trading the pick to somebody who's in desperate want of Kyler Murray, which is probably would be the Raiders. Mm. And I think they could get a lot for that pick if Bosa goes one. I don't understand the, the fascination with Kyler Murray. It's gonna be it's gonna be the most interesting part of the draft. And if I'm I Arizona, don't. I don't pick him. I don't. To be honest. There's not a for sure quarterback prospects like we had last year. I remember last year when we were doing this, you know, we had fun with the mock drafts leading up to it. And there's no point doing it now because you just have no idea. You just literally have no idea. I felt like last year you had a better chance. You you good? Yeah. You almost just went over in the so chair. good. There. Okay. Ass over tea kettle. <laughs> okay. Now that Flan's back on all fours. <laughs> the chair. Um, yeah. Th- it, last year there just seemed like there was a little bit more uh, talent depth there. I mean, just at the quarterback position for sure. I mean, that's obvious. But I feel like on the offensive side of the ball in general, this is a very defensive heavy draft. And it's going to be interesting watching teams try and rework their their defensive identity around these guys. Heard Uncle Colin Coward. Could this be the uh, time when the defense finally catches up with the offense? No, never, no. The way the, the, way the rules have worked now for the NFL is it's going to be always offense heavy. You are just looking for guys that can – it's the new – how do I say this? Everyone it, – it's a copycat league, and you see more and more people shifting towards the Patriots' identity where it says, hey – Everything between the 20s, fair game. I'll let you take that. But as soon as you get past, or as soon as you come knocking on the door at the 20-yard line, I'm trying to stop you and force you to kick a field goal because those aren't even promised anymore. And mm-hmm. if we got you in your own 20, I'm going for the, the you know strip sack or whatever I can't force a turnover, get in great field position, or score ultimately. So it's going to be interesting to watch. I, I feel like Quinn and Williams – for sure, best player overall. I watched him play a lot just because I do enjoy watching SEC football, so I'm a little bit more familiar with him, Josh Allen, Devin White. I look at this guy, number five, skyrocketing out of nowhere, TJ Hawkinson, a tight end out of Iowa. And I remember I had an argument with Mateo, or not an argument, discussion, respect Mateo, and we were talking about how silly the combine was. Well, I was saying it was silly, and he was arguing for the combine. He says, well, look at somebody like George Kittle who doesn't get utilized in the offensive scheme, he's able to get discovered because of what happened at the Combine. And I said, fine, that's fair. But now, all of a sudden, it looks like Kirk Ferentz is about to pop out two tight ends, two tight NFL tight end prospects out of Iowa. And it makes me think, even if they weren't producing, that's still a tight end pipeline to the league now because coaches like what he does with his program. There are certain positions that he's getting drafted at a higher rate to the NFL. So... Mm. Not gonna lie, kind of lost where I was going with that point. I was lost too. Tailed off. 
yeah. <laughs> Gotta reel that back in, and I cannot, man. That, the ear infection. I was, I was, coming, I was with you, and I I'm lost gonna, you. I'm gonna cop out the ear infection and say that the ear infection to the nap. We are just. This is this is the train. You know. Mm-hmm. All right, we're warming up. Oh boy, it's gonna be an interesting draft, though. That's what I'm. That's I think that's the point I was trying to make. If not, rewind it, start to listen, and see where it went wrong. But there's a lot of. Michigan, Rashawn Gary, Devin Bush. It's a deep defensive Devin draft. Bush, yes, Rashawn Gary. If you pick him in the top ten, you're a fool. Montez Sweat. He's good. Greedy Williams. I hope he falls to the Steelers. I'd love for them to pick up a talented guy there. You got TJ Hawkerson, the tight end out of Iowa. I'm gonna try and revisit this thought, see if we can get the get the thing shaken again. Noah Font, the tight end. Mm-hmm. Dwayne Haskins, they're saying is the nineteenth best overall player. I think Dwayne Haskins. People are gonna knock him because they don't think he's a, he's not as quick or as as agile as like a Cam Newton. But he's better than Eli, right? If you're a Giants fan, I'd be excited at the prospect of drafting Dwayne Haskins. Everything Urban Meyer said about him is glowing. That he knows how to navigate well, an offensive line. Well, yeah, as his coach. Okay, <laughs> but for a guy that only played one year of football, for Urban, who's not coaching anymore, to turn around and say, "Hey, this guy," he could have easily ripped him like Mora did with uh, Josh Rosen as he was coming in the draft last year. And he, but he's not. So what Urban Meyer was saying was that, hey, Dwayne Haskins can get up on, on the line, read a defense, and adjust protection accordingly. So that's why it looks like he's – and then he's got great wide receivers that he's playing with. That's why it makes it look so easy is because he's, he's out there making it look easy. Mm-hmm. And I think that's better than Eli because he's not, he's not a Cam Newton, Michael Vick type where he's going to be you know, you know, dodging and ducking down the field. But he's also not going to be stone shoes like Peyton Manning or, or Tom Brady. So somewhere that's happily in the middle. Some guy that can move to create a little bit of extra time is not necessarily a dual-threat quarterback per se. I've heard what, what's, oh, what sports shows I listening to where, they said, where a scout said that they read off a report that said a scout said Dwayne Haskins moved like he had cement in his shoes. And I was like, I don't know if I agree with that. Maybe he just don't like how fast his feet are. But then again, this is a bunch of guys nitpicking a bunch of college kids as they get drafted you know, are, are waiting to be drafted. Needless to say, it's going to be exciting. We'll see if we do the draft ske- or special again. We'll see. I don't know if you're up for it tomorrow night. Remember last year, Quack Bob oh, Burritos? Yeah. I don't know if I'll be up for that or uh, not. We'll see. We'll see. No promises. I know. I won't, I won't try and uh, <laughs> wrangle you in there. I know you're concerned. How do we get out of this? All right. Next up on talking points, we have the NBA playoffs. And oh my goodness, did you see Dame Lillard's game winning shot was last unreal. night? Unreal. Absolutely unreal. 37 feet. Yeah. Wave goodbye to the Thunder as he eliminated him. Not single-handedly, but at the buzzer. That was pretty epic. That was one of the more epic shots I've seen. And that, the thun- that was like up there that Steph Curry won in overtime against the Thunder. <laughs> Again, against the Thunder. Yeah. But the Thunder were up, I believe, eight or nine points with about six minutes remaining. And I knew that the Trailblazers still had another run left in them, but for sure did not think it was going to be like that. It was impressive. Dame Lillard is a, is a superhuman. I don't know about that. I oh, what? Yeah, and he kind of owns the Warriors too, like low key. If you go take a look at his stats, I think super plays, the super ones are like the Durant and LeBron's of the world. Well, okay, I, you don't. I I'm gonna say this. Not that I've watched a ton of Damian Lillard games, but I've seen enough of his highlights to know that he is a very very diver, uh, versatile scorer. Uh, he can attack the basket. He can step back and shoot. He can find his spots. He hits shots at the free throw line. Like he's very consistent. All across the board. I think it's just because he plays in Portland that he's hidden. Mm. I mean, he's stepping up and hitting shots like that. That's not the he first time. He's pretty good. 
But you're saying superhuman. That's like LeBron, Kevin Durant category. Pretty darn, pretty darn superhuman. And he was ready to fight Steven Adams. Dude's got a set on him. Yeah. yeah Steven Adams looks like a basketball version of Jason Momoa. Yes, and he does. And Dame Lillard was ready to just tackle him mid-court. Yeah. He don't put no fear in my heart. Big time. So that happened with the Trailblazers eliminating the Thunder. So Russell Westbrook doesn't have to listen to any more questions anymore for the rest of the offseason so he can next question himself to his couch. <laughs> So I still I still laugh at the guys that were trying to give me shit about that on Twitter, saying that when I said his game was deteriorating, that I was off. Wrong. Okay, him and Paul George could not carry this team, and Russell Westbrook's jump shots continued to to hurt this team. Couldn't step up and get a bucket when he needed. Love that. All right. Oh, I just realized we have to put some teams to rest here. What are those? Uh, teams that got eliminated. We'll do that in a second. But just mental note. Boom. Mental sticky note. Don't forget about that. What else happened here? I, I, we had some closeout series, and it's just I, what are the the few remaining first round games we have? The Jazz and Rockets are playing right now. I ultimately think the Rockets take care of the Jazz, but like I was telling you, I hope the Jazz can bring it to to six or seven games, try and tire them out a little bit. I think the Warriors take care of the Clippers tonight. So by the time that you'll be listening to this tomorrow, hopefully the Warriors have locked up that se- that series. Denver leads the San Antonio Spurs, three to two. Game seven. What was this? Oh, game seven. That's wrong. Game six is tomorrow. So draft. That's gonna be at the same time as the draft. I don't know how many too many people are gonna be watching the Denver Nuggets, uh, San Antonio Spurs. Yeah. But that'll be at five, and Denver looks to close out that series. I think San Antonio stands a good chance of still upsetting them. I'm not gonna lie. I wouldn't put it past San Antonio Spurs. And then Saturday and Sunday is when the conference semifinals start. The Eastern Conference is figured out. We are just waiting on the Western Conference now. I love waiting. You did a lot of it earlier today. Yeah. You're a champ. I know. I know. Jeez, man. Making me feel super guilty right now. All right. It is about that time where we lay some teams to rest. Nope. Just kidding. Like a disoriented traffic cop. <laughs> I think you. Like a disoriented traffic cop. Just kidding. <laughs> we will now move on to Tim Brown's stat of the day. person in Yankees history to hit his 100th career home run after being drafted and signed by the team. Oh! Wait, man, that took that forever, man. We were, we, <laughs> geez, did you need some help so we could pull that out of you? Dude, it was like, it's a hard stat for me to say. <laughs> it's a it's lot of words. It's tough to read. Correctly. <laughs> yeah. Wait, can you repeat <laughs> that stat one more time? He got drafted inside by the Yankees, and he hit his 100th career home run, but he's only the sixth person to do that in their history. No, 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 no. Read that the way that you were reading it the first time. Uh, I said Brett Gardner became the sixth person in Yankees history to hit his 100th career home run after being drafted and signed by the team. Okay. that's a, That sounded a lot better. The first time around, it was just like, <laughs> oh, my. Yeah, right? That, <laughs> and. My name is Timmy. The, the, yeah, the <laughs> wheels were spinning, but the, tra- the, 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 the car was not going anywhere. Jeez, Louise. Okay, thank you. That's a good step. Six. We're going nowhere. Uh, that was. Dragsters do their burnout for tires. Give yourself too much credit there. Okay. So. <laughs> So that's a no, that's an impressive stat. I like that. Brett Gardner, six ever Yankee to hit a hundred home runs after being drafted and signed by the team. Originally. Which is amazing to me because you think of the list of players that they have, but 
that and you just don't think of the Yankees developing talent, right? Like the the standard uh, stereotypical thinking when it comes to the Yankees is is one might just immediately fall into the hole. Well, they buy their roster. Nothing there is homegrown. But you look at Aaron Judge, look at Brett Gardner. Those are two Yankee prospects that have, that have come up and risen through the ranks. I do not know another. That would make me I look mean, even more smarter. I would assume Yogi Berra, Lou Gehrig, uh, 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 Bernie Williams, Derek Jeter. I would think that they were all, all flopped through their system. But yeah, but we're talking wrong. We're talking about now. We're talking about right now. We're not no, talking that's about like, That's the history of the Yankees. He's the sixth one in their history to do that. That's what I'm saying. It's impressive. It's impressive because you don't realize – like how many Yankees have there been? How many? And then from that group, how many Yankee greats have there been? Still a decent size. How many of those Yankee greats actually came up through the system? So the names that you threw out there for historical perspective—that's a whoa. Twenty-seven rings, bro. Okay. Yeah, like seven eighths of those were before nineteen fifty. Uh, yeah, right around there. That's that's kind of true. What they win like thirteen in a row in the nineteen twenties and nineteen thirties. Yeah, yeah. Big whoop. There you go, New York. There was six other. There were six other teams in the late league. 90s, <laughs> late nineties. They were all in New York. Late nineties, early two thousands. They were. They were raw, raw, bro. Raw, raw, bro. Dude, so raw. dope. Oh my god. Nobody was messing with those they Yankee were sick, squads, bro. Except for the Mets, because they came close to that one Subway Series. But other than that, nobody was messing with the Yankees. Marlins bro. messed with them. Except with the Marlins beating them in '97, the Yankees didn't want none then. But after that, dude, they were just like, nope, we're about it. We're about it. Didn't they beat them in 01 too? Yeah, it's true. Except for when the D-backs popped up and the Yankees were still like, yeah, we're sort of about it, about it, you know. Those D-backs. What were you saying, Flynn? Didn't the Marlins beat them in 03, too? I, I believe so, yeah. The Marlins, uh, Marlins kind of own the New York Yankees. Yeah, I said it. Historically. Hey, y'all say that. Historically, and actually it's pretty true now since Derek Jeter owns the Marlins. Hold on, never mind. You said the other way around. Yeah, so no. He's trying, to buy, he's trying to get it back. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Derek, guys. Derek Jeter doing whatever he can to restore glory to that Yankee name, especially in Florida where there is none. Yes. Yeah. All right. Yes. Anything anything else you'd like to discuss that's on your mind, said Timothy? Yeah, I got a question for you two gentlemen. Uh-oh. Did you see the Tim Anderson home run and bat flip? Yes. Yeah. Did you hear the repercussions of said bat flip? Did you hear no. what he said? Is that what we're getting upset about? Because he also no, said... No, 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 no. I'm upset about the suspension given. Oh, you got suspended for it? He got suspended for one game. The pitcher, I don't even know what his name is. He got suspended for five games, which is bullshit. Well, Tim Anderson, he sorry. doesn't even miss a start. He doesn't even miss a start. Well, so. pitcher suspensions are always a joke like that because you you have a player that literally only plays once every three to four days, you know, on on average. Uh, I I would say the Tim Anderson thing is interesting because what MLB is doing here is they are policing what a player is allowed to say. So Tim Anderson allegedly dropped an end bomb or two in the in the kerfuffle that was going on on the field there because. With let's be honest, one. with with he dropped one. Okay, excuse me. Yeah. So let but let's be honest. With most baseball fights, unless you're Yasiel Puig trying to take on the entire Cincinnati Reds, I mean not Cincinnati Reds, the uh, entire Pittsburgh uh, Pirates franchise, you know, there's not they're they're not real fights. They're they're just kind of scuffles and you know let's have a shoving match and clear the benches. But apparently, Mr. Anderson, so from the Matrix, Mr. Anderson dropped an end bomb, and MLB wasn't too happy with it, so they gave him a suspension. Now, my, my theory is here, who are you allowed to – that's a word that only a certain select amount of the population is allowed to say, correct? 
So who yes, is the, him being part of that percent? He's allowed. He's allowed to say it. So why is the MLB yeah. coming in here and saying, "Hey, you can't use that word," especially when you have, I would say, another two thirds of your, or not two, yeah, two thirds of your of your baseball population, which is probably made up of of a Hispanic descent of some sort, may also use some form of that word, if not that same word, when they're communicating with each other. So who is the who is Major League Baseball to come in and say? Hey, we as white guys feel uncomfortable with you using that word. You're not allowed to use it. Right. That's why it's stupid. And they're using the they're using the guise of him pimping the home run and drawing the players out of the dugout as the reason for doing so. Is what I believe. That is what I'm interpreting from the situation. Is they can't outrightly say, "Hey, we're suspending him because of that language that we're not exactly sure how to navigate those waters." So we're just going to point to the fact that he caused a kerfuffle and he shouldn't do that. With the MLB, and that's what bothers me most about it too is that that's exactly what they're doing they're saying that you celebrated too hard with your home run but we're going to find a reason to suspend you well the same thing goes for that guy who was playing for uh i believe it was inter the african-american player who taunted the opposing fans and bomani jones nailed it right on that head is when it comes to white people it is more important for franchises or businesses to know that the other the offending party Share, there's there's equal blame to go around here. It is not 100% solely on them, uh, the offending party in that instance. So when they said that that player who celebrated against those guys and taunted against them who were chanting racist chants at them earlier should have known better, they are still putting some of the blame on him even though he was the subject of the harassment and he went back and just kind of stared at them and taunted after scoring a goal, which I'm all, in, I'm all in favor of. And the same thing can be said here with Tim Anderson. This is baseball saying, hey, you know, what happened to you might have been wrong, but we need to let you know that, you know, that's not that's not going to be tolerated and there's equal blame to go around here. Right. And my whole thing is that all these other leagues, to an extent, allow it, right? The NFL allows it to a certain point. The NBA allows it to a certain point. We're seeing right? basketball allow it less and less, but, yes, I see what you're saying. Well, no, no, I'm just saying. So in the NBA, you know, you see Westbrook dunk a ball. Yes, good job, Damian Lillard. Sorry for I had to throw that in there, but you see him dunk a ball and you see him do a dance and let everybody know. Oh yeah, I just dunked a ball. I am the best ever. Like, look what I just did. You know, you had LeBron James do his little chest pat, pump up or pump down the ground thing. Whatever the whatever the hell that thing is, yeah. Shaq used to throw up his old alma mater, raise the roof thing with the sideways hands. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. and great. You know, dunking a basketball is something that I'll probably never be able to do on a full-size hoop. But hitting a home run is so much more physically daunting and unreal that, hell yes, if you hit a home run and you know it, pimp that shit. Show them what happened. Not only does it add a little bit of personality to the game, too, but I just want to punctuate it with this. Would there have been as big a reaction from baseball? Do you think that Mike Trout or Bryce Harper would have been suspended a game for this? Uh, Bryce Harper, yes, Mike Trout, no. Okay. Well, but that's just that's just because of who they are and what they've done in the past. Yeah, but that's true. Here's the problem with the other problem I have with it is that MLB's whole ad campaign this year is let the kids play, and it even ends with Francisco Lindor flipping the microphone in a fake news conference and they get to hit 80 home runs. It doesn't make they, any sense, man. They sanction a game and their co. You know, they co-produce a game with for MLB The Show where there are over 35 different home run celebrations that you could have for a creative player that are not 
even include I'm not even including the regular celebrations that you have for players that have their re- regular thing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, where you Joey bats and you just throw the throw the bat ten feet up in the air. Yeah, you have Manny Ramirez and you just throw your hands up and just say, "Look at what I have just done. I am all that is man." I mean, they have some outlandish ones. I, don't, I know you have an Xbox. Flynn, do you have PlayStation? I have PlayStation. Did, did you get on be the show 19? No, I don't get that oh, one. She's so cool. I haven't bought a video game in probably four or five years now. Oh, wow. I kind of recommend this one. This is a pretty good game, but uh, there's like, there's just some outlandish home run celebrations. Well, part of that's because it's a video game too. I don't know if people would actually have the cojones to do that or have a set to do it. In that you can only you can only celebrate so much because you know, which is also another weird factor about baseball that the pitcher could throw at you. Again, you know, the next the next. It's the one out. sport that polices itself. Yeah, so which is rough. It's rough when it goes to self police itself, and it's so just pitcher, like this. A pitcher can assault you with a weapon because his feelings got hurt. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty much it. That's how it goes. That's, <laughs> that's how it I goes. Mean, that's, that's what it is, and that's that's my little rant for. And you're seeing you're seeing a bunch of ridiculous. you're seeing a bunch of baseball players uh, who just did the same thing. You know, they got very they they threw at Tim Anderson because they got very upset that he was you know hurting their feelings right. and bruising yes. bruising their ego. So all right, we are going to dismount from the awkward race talk. Boom boom. We nailed that. Do a double gainer. Three white guys, yo, for sure. I was gonna say three <laughs> white guys definitely just addressed the problem, fixed it, so problem solved. We can move on now. So it's, the thing is, it's a generational thing, and I, I'll put a hefty sum of money that bat flips are be, gonna become more and more outlandish and more. And just more like touchdown prevalent. celebrations are starting to make a comeback because we want to see a little bit of showmanship. All right, we want to see equal skill, equal showmanship. We want to be entertained. You did a good thing. You should be able to celebrate it. Exactly. I don't get that whole... another year, you get a damn cake for your birthday. Act like you've been there before. You're up to bat almost 400 times a year. If you hit 30 home runs, I'm going to let you celebrate 30 times that you, you know, hit hit that ball that far out of the 400. I don't 400 even want to do the math of that. That's tough. I'm I don't not, even want to know what that percentage is. Not a math I know guy. you're not a mathematician. You're not a math guy. I'm a word guy. Not a mathematical wizard. All right, Tim. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, one last thing. Yes. Shout out to Jeff Woodworth. Yeah, I heard him do the news weather forecast yesterday. Oh, thank you. Yes, that's true. I'm doing the weather on KSRO now. Weatherman! Yeah, right? I hope you mess it all up like a real weatherman. I'm Ron Burgundy. Go fuck yourself, (laughs) Santa Rosa. This just slips up one time. No, that's never going to happen. I would never do that. I'm Jeff Woodworth. That would be (laughs) one of the greatest clips of like radio history. It sucks that it'd be on radio and you wouldn't be able to see how my face just just immediately lose all blood and how pale I would go. You know, just looking like I saw a six ghost. Just (gasps) what just happened? Yeah. So today I got to today I got to go on the radio and say, hey, caller number or no, not caller number. This go on our Facebook page and enter the contest to win, and we'll pick out some winners for your tickets. Oh, so and I said it just like that. So I tried to give a little Wisconsin accent. Every day I'm gonna go on the air with a different accent, trying it out. Oh, brother, can you get your chance to win these tickets? Yeah? Little yeah, I'm on. A little bit of pigeon. That was Jamaican. Yeah, I'm on. All right. All right, Tim. This is it up for your chance to win a ticket. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Tim. All right, guys. Have a good one. We'll talk to you on Sunday. <laughs> oh, my God. All right, thank you so much. <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs> uh, but, hey, as they say in hockey, let's do that hockey. Well, I've been trying to get him on the podcast for a while, and he was big-timing me for so long 
But this is pretty much uh, Loki. You're kind of a mentor, Mike Dewald. Thank you for joining us. How's it going? Ah, happy to be here. No pressure at all. I'm excited. Absolutely no pressure because you've kept us waiting for this long, so you better deliver, right? Big, big build-up. Well, yeah. <laughs> all right. So yes, uh, KSRO Mike was the producer to the or is the producer to the afternoon drive show that I was um, interning in. I guess you could say. Kind of learned most of everything I know from him. Nice. And then I got a job in the morning show, and now I'm promotions director, which makes me his peer, and it's very awkward at times. <laughs> I, which I, I made sure to address that in the room today. I was just like, you know, I still look up to you and try to get information from you, but when I have to hunt you down and say, hey, make sure Jackson reads this in the afternoon, it's kind of, it gets a little really? weird. By the way, here's six things you haven't done yet. Yeah, so and you need to because that. our boss is going to yell at me if you don't. So please, 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 hurry up. All right. Per my last email. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So moving on to hockey because that's why we brought you on. As great as yes. a person you as, as you are, we brought you on to talk <laughs> hockey. You were at game seven last night between the Sharks and the Golden Knights, and we can hear it in your voice because, ladies and gentlemen, he does not normally sound like this. <laughs> but, Mike, just explain, just describe the atmosphere and the roller coaster of emotions that went on at the SAP Center last night, please. Oh, it, it lived up to any Game 7 experience you can imagine. I mean, it, the roller coaster, the, the rise and fall happened so many times, you wouldn't believe it. I, I, to start out, I mean, Sharks go down 3 nothing. The, the mood in the building is, oh, same old sharks. And I stopped. I, I stopped watching at this point. <laughs> <laughs> so I turned the channel. It's the same old sharks in the in the in the arena. Had anybody left yet? I, I, apparently, some people had left. I, I didn't see it myself. Was, it was talked about on TV that ten minutes left, third period. Some people decided they'd seen enough. Oh, they pulled, oh, my, they pulled the Miami Heat. Yeah. Oh. Then, uh, yeah, t turning point happens. Joe Pavelski, captain, goes down on the, the controversial cross-check. Uh, I believe it was Eakin gets five-minute major, ten minutes tossed from the game. Whew. And, uh, yeah, he, Pavelski's just, like, laying motionless on the ice. Leaking it from his skull. Yeah, leaking. Damn. Felt like for five minutes. Like, it felt like an eternity. Uh, it was odd being there because they never showed the replay on the Jumbotron. So, if you missed it, I... I most people didn't actually know what was going on. So you had to log on to uh, the Twitter and catch the, catch right, the exactly. Okay. <laughs> exactly. So the, the team comes out. I think it was Thornton, Burns, and Kane are out there, like, dragging him off the ice. Just a dead body. Well, yeah, what, basically. Looks like, what looks like it could be a dead body. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Thornton gets the team together. Just, I guess, uh, orders them, basically. You're going out there and you're throwing three goals. Uh, with the uh, the five minute penalty, uh, uh, you know the team can score as many times. I mean, they can score twelve times, and they're they're still the 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 whole penalty time goes. Oh, okay, okay. So they Six. still at a at an advantage regardless of how many times they score compared to a regular right, exactly. power play. Okay. Six seconds into the power play, goal number one, and it sort of raises eyebrows, like, oh. Six seconds <laughs> in. Six seconds in. One minute in, Couture puts in goal number two. Uh -oh. I was like, "Wait a second, this is a game." Now it's kind of quarter. Now it's kind of quarter chub in the in the stands there. You're just like, "What's going? What's going on? What's going on here?" <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I mean, you can feel the energy rising in the building. Everybody knows something's up. Not the only thing rising. <laughs> <laughs> and then when's the third goal come in? 
Four minutes into the power play, goal number oh. three comes. Oh. Buildings going nuts. Game is tied. It just roof blows off. Cream and jeans left and right. 30, 30 seconds later, goal number four goes in. They're now up four to three. This is when I turned the TV back on because I had seen on my phone I was getting a little push button alerts from the NBC Sportsnet app. So I put right. it. I turn it back on, and then what happens? <laughs> then forty seconds to go. Knights put it in right before the right before the buzzer. They get one to tie it up at four, and just silence immediately. Like just the, <laughs> the life is gone. And again, everybody's like, "I know these sharks." Oh, I've seen this movie. No, oh, this so is, that, was, that was the feeling going into the overtime that they're probably gonna lose the game. Same old sharks. Uh, same old sharks. Yeah. Uh, I do have to say. On that power play, Kevin LeBanc, three assists and a goal in one shift is, like, unprecedented. I don't even know if there's a comparison for that, but just had to point that out. He was a monster. It's like uh, the equivalent of Reggie Miller scoring, what, uh, nine or 12 points in, like, 37 seconds or something like that? Exactly. I'll put it up there. I'll, I'll show you some love. All right. <laughs> but at this so point, we, we're going into overtime. This is where I turned off the TV again. So you're welcome. Thank you for my service yeah, because I, I, I realized that your was... <laughs> service to this country. What's going into overtime like? So going into overtime now, everyone's like super tense again. It's like, oh, oh this this is game seven. This is crazy. Uh, really back and forth. Like it was, it, both sides had a lot of chances, a lot of great saves. Uh, it, I mean, it could have gone either way, probably six different times. Uh, the hero of the game ended up being a guy named Mar- uh, Barkley Goodrow, fourth-line player, doesn't play big minutes, had been benched for the past 15 minutes. He hadn't even been on the ice. But just simply because of the fact that so many guys had been up playing like 40 minutes and were just, everyone was dead tired, goes on the ice his second shift, just gets a pass from Eric Carlson, cuts across, puts it in, almost like Bobby Orr style. All he had to do was like dive in the air, and just <laughs> everything goes. Just the roof. It was the loudest SAP center has ever been in that, history. That just, play looked like it was happening in slow motion. Like when it I really see did. when I see the replays and like full speed replays, like you could tell these these guys have just played 60, 60 plus minutes of playoff hockey. They're they're cement in every skate out there. Even Goudreau looks like he's almost eighty minutes, right? How much? How long was the overtime period? Uh, it was almost it went almost the full time. I think he scored with about two minutes left. But how much how much time is in a normal overtime 20. period? Oh, 20. 20? It, okay. It over, yeah, in overtime it's like a standard period, still five on five, twenty minutes. At the end of twenty, they take another intermission and they do it all over again. So. Which makes <laughs> no sense because the regular season is three on three. I just it, it, right. it gets grinds my gears. <laughs> I don't understand it. I want to love hockey and then make it so tough. It's very complicated, these things. Don't make me explain icing to you. All right. (laughs) Okay, so moving forward, looking at this playoff picture, we'll stay here with the Sharks. They are taking on the Avs. You've informed me that that is their nickname, not the Lanch. The Colorado Avalanche do not go by the Lanch. Unfortunate. Exactly. Uh, For the sake of this interview, we'll call them the Lanch. There you go. I like that. (laughs) What are the Sharks? What's the single most important thing the Sharks have to do to beat the Lanch? They got to watch out for their speed. They're one of the fastest teams in the league. They're a young team. Uh, they've got a, uh, their best player is a guy named Nathan McKinnon, who just he's the guy to watch. He's electric. He's so fast. Um, their top, their top line basically. Their top three guys are the superstars. 
if they can keep those guys in check, they're in good shape, and it'll be a short series. If those guys start running wild on them, it could be trouble because they played, I mean, the double overtime game, they had the overtime game. Uh, playing Vegas is a much more physical team than playing the Lanch. Yeah, they don't stand a chance. Uh, so if that, uh, if that creeps up on them and uh, wears them down a little bit, it could be a problem. So it's, uh, it, it, they, beat, uh, they beat them three times. Uh, they were 3-0 against them in the regular season. Sharks were? Yeah. Good so omen. It, Good omen. It, it, uh, it, it bodes well, but uh, there's a lot to worry about. It's been a weird postseason in the NHL. So. It certainly has. You go down 3-1. <laughs> or, yeah, you go down 3-1 and you come back. So the Sharks are a bigger, stronger team, but the Avalanche, the Lanch, are a smaller, faster team, shiftier. Yeah, smaller, faster, got a hot goalie. Mm. Basically, all you need in the Hot in looks or hot in the way he's been playing? I got to say both. Very bo- oh. Okay, very important detail. Man candy. All right. <laughs> Very handsome goal. <laughs> 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 Moving on to the next series, the <laughs> Dallas Stars, uh, they're taking on the St. Louis Blues. I did not watch uh, any of this series at all whatsoever because there was just so many so many playoff games going on. I'll pay attention now that it's the, the conference finals or semifinals, I promise. Do, is Tarasenko still play for the Blues? Tarasenko does still play for the Blues. Hey! All right. Hey. We've got a good starting point there. So what happens? Plus one for Jeff. What happened? Not very many are going to be there. What happens between the Stars and the Blues? This is a weird series. This is a matchup of two teams that kind of no one expected to be there. So they uh, they sort of both showed up to the party they weren't invited to. Uh, Awkward. The, the Blues, I would say, have the advantage here. Uh, Dallas is sort of similar to the Avalanche in uh, you know kind of a, a younger, faster team. Uh, the Blues loaded up, uh, loaded up at the trade deadline with a few, uh, made a few additions. Uh, I would favor the Blues here, but again, like I said, it's, everything's been so backwards during this uh, during this postseason. <laughs> it could be anybody, but uh, that'll be a pretty tight series. I, uh, that'll come down to the wire, I think. Hockey's so ridiculous like that. There'll be like one or two teams that you could just tell are, are head and shoulders above their opponent, and then you'll have the the rest of the series just be a tug-of-war, knockdown, drag-out series that you have no idea which way it's going to go. Right, exactly. It, it makes no sense, but it makes for great television. I enjoy watching exactly. it. Moving over to the Eastern Conference now, we had the Columbus Blue Jackets just absolutely shit-pump the Tampa Bay Lightning, right. uh, The which was crazy i i had my one of my other hockey homies tell me that it was basically the equivalent of the golden state warriors upsetting the dallas mavericks back in 2007 the we believe team although a a better version of the dallas mavericks because i don't think the mavericks set a single season win record with that that's right season. exactly and then you and a, a four game sweep <laughs> and then I, I also didn't realize that toronto has yet to make it out of the first round of the playoffs for what 14 years now yeah toronto Every year, go in with the uh, all the hype and the accolades, and just keep adding players, and just can't find the playoff success. Flynn, I was working out yesterday, and I was watching the game on TV, and they they show the viewing party outside of Toronto, and some somewhere the, where everybody's watching, and there's a guy holding a sign that says "Just make it to the second round," <laughs> and I didn't I didn't get it at first, <laughs> Mike, and, I, and then it had to be explained to me, and I, so shout out to Kurt for explaining that to me, but yeah, they. They always get bounced. They're a joke. They make it to the playoffs, and then they just they can't do anything with it. Hmm. So, Blue Jackets, Bruins, what happens in this series? I think this is a short series here. I, Columbus had lightning in a bottle. Oh, that, that oh. was a pun not intended. Oh, oh. Pun that was amazing. <laughs> It'll be here all week, forever. Yeah, that, that was fun. Uh, 
the the sweep won't happen again. I, I mean, not a team of destiny. A not a team of destiny. The, I mean, the team of destiny thing can only go so far. Uh, it's not going to be a repeat of the Lightning series. Boston's probably the strongest team in the East. Uh, they, it's a good a good comparison for Boston is Vegas. Actually, they play a similar style of hockey to Vegas. Fast and if strong. Both if fast and strong, they're going to be all over them. Uh, I, I think Columbus will put up a fight, but this is all Boston here. Zeno Chara reminds me of the hockey equivalent of um, who's the guy Ivan Drago. Mm. So I must break you. That's so. true. I think he's killed as many guys too. <laughs> it's just factual information. All right, and then in the other side of the Eastern Conference bracket, we have the New York Islanders. They advance past the Pittsburgh Penguins. Really rough showing there for the Pens. That sucks. But then you look at the uh, Caps and Canes. This is a back and forth series. Who's going to win this game seven? It's, it's a, the, the Hurricanes are pulling the Sharks here. As I'm talking to you, it's three to three. I was going to say, uh, isn't this game on? We got the NBA uh, We got the NBA playoffs on because of Utah yeah, and Houston's in a very very close matchup. But I'll put on hockey real quick. Hold on. Two, two minutes left in the third. They're tied at three. Oh. Uh, Hurricanes were down, I believe, either 3-1 or 3-0. Well, I have 46, I have 46 seconds left, and it's still tied. I should probably update my app. Yeah. I'm sorry <laughs> if I'm spoiling that for you. Get to a television, man. Watch it on mute. <laughs> there you go. All right. So regardless yeah. of who wins this series, does uh, does that change? Does the outcome of this series or the next series change with who wins this series, or are the Islanders going to kind of handle whoever comes at them? No. I, I, with Carolina, you have a similar situation to Columbus, where it's just a team that is another team of destiny situation. I mean, They've had it the whole year. I don't know if you guys have seen the storm surge. It was super fun. It was great. They stopped here for the playoffs. Yeah, where well, they'd so. sell it. They, this was the team that would celebrate uh, at the after each win. Flan, they'd yeah, go on the ice yeah. and have oh, the choreographed God. touchdown celebrations, but victory celebrations. Gotcha. Yeah. But uh, yeah, they have like they've ignited the, the city around hockey. Uh, similar in the way that Columbus did. That just when when you have that energy from the crowd, that sometimes it makes you a little better than you actually are. <laughs> I, I think Washington pulls this out, is my guess. Uh, Washington, uh, Washington, and the Islanders will be a tight series. Island or the Capitals defending champs, still a strong team. Can't bet against Ovi. He's knocking out I, and killing nineteen-year-olds that step <laughs> to him. He's mowing them down. Exactly. Islanders, an interesting story in themselves. They got spurned by uh, the big star John Tavares. Was the big free agent signing this off-season. Uh, it went for months and months. It was like the hockey Canadian version of uh, LeBron's decision. Like yeah. it took, it just dragged out forever and ever and ever. And uh, fans burned jerseys, and you know, it, as you'd expect them to do. <laughs> they were, they were, they handled it very well. They were very rational exactly. in their outrage. Yes, exactly. Very rational. Normal fan classy. stuff. <laughs> uh, so the team kind of rallied around that and. And look, I mean, Tavares went to Toronto. They're not in the playoffs anymore. Bum. Islanders still move. They're moving on without Tavares. So they, they kind of have that chip on their shoulder that, you know, we're supposed to be here. Uh, another tight series. If it's Capitals Islanders, that's going six or seven for sure. If the Hurricanes scrape through, I think that's another kind of Columbus situation. The Islanders are going to handle that one fast. And, and uh, 
move on to the next round. Interesting. All right, last spoiler alert I'll play for you. The game is officially going into overtime, so we shall see. I think the Hurricanes owner, he really needs this because after investing in the AF and that failing and falling flat on his face, he really needs he really needs the Canes to make a run through the postseason. Make him forget about that. Yeah, thank you. I'll be here all week. I'm still amazed with that one that he could just buy a league. <laughs> it sounded like he was paying for it on a weekly basis, though. So it was just like a, it, at, at his will, right? He didn't buy it all in one lump sum. It was more of oh, just like, he, a, here, here's $90 million to keep this thing afloat for this week. He put it on a layaway. Okay, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he was able to pull his money back and, and get out of it. <laughs> all right. No, 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 no. Well, thank you, DeWald. Uh, I, hopefully we didn't waste your time because we know. Uh, Flan, how many hours of hockey have you watched this year? I probably watched 15 minutes. There you go. There you go. But he is wow. now well informed. I feel like he could definitely take the information that he learned in this breakdown, though. Go put some money down at Vegas and probably break even. Sharks. There you go. Put sharks. It on the sharks. Put it all on the sharks and get ready to have your heart broken. They make it all the way to the Stanley <laughs> Cup finals and just no, no. We're we're pro sharks podcast. We're we're actually just uh, playoff shark fans around here. We have to be very transparent. All about the Sharks in the playoffs, and we do what we can to make sure that they win. And sometimes that means just not watching at all because you're the one that's putting the hex on them that night. There you go. Get out of the room, Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> My, our, our Canadian friend, our Canadian hockey correspondent, Curtis Klinger, he, he had to watch the past four games, or he had to listen to the past four games on the radio because, uh, or no, th uh, three, my bad, because the, la the games five and six, he listened on the radio, they won. So game seven, as bad as he wanted to watch the TV, he knew he had to listen on the radio. You can't change the mojo. Mojo don't lie. What, it's, it's so weird how it works in sports like that. Superstitions. I'm not. It was that great <laughs> Michael Scott, Scott quote. I'm not superstitious, but I am a little stitious. All right. <laughs> Thank you, Dewald. Uh, we're done wasting your time. Until next time, maybe we can drag you. Maybe we won't have to wait You know, an entire. This is our one-year anniversary of this podcast, so maybe we won't have to wait a year before we bring you on. Hey, there you go. Congrats, boys. All right. Thank you. Have a good one, Mike. Right. See you, Mike. Dude, we talked hockey for a really long time right there. Are you all right? No. No? Okay, don't worry. We're going to bring you back to life right now. It's time for winners and losers. Apologies, Flan. The prescription I am on that the doctor gave me for this infection, or for what could be a possible ear infection, has got me tripping balls. It is time to put some teams to rest. Okay? So last week, if you remember, it was a long time ago, we put to rest... Let me pull out the piece of paper, the official piece of paper here. We put to rest the Pittsburgh Penguins and the Tampa Bay Lightning. We've already kicked those teams while they were down again. It's time to say bye-bye to the Toronto Maple Leafs. We covered that with DeWald. They haven't been out of the first round in forever. I don't know if there's any hope for this franchise whatsoever. Then you got the Golden Knights. Cheap shot on Pavelski. Bye-bye. We don't play that way. Dirty. I don't like it. Bye. See ya. Bye-bye. Don't let the door hit you on the way out. And then the uh, Colorado Lanch as they will now forever be called, uh, defeated the Calgary Flames. And bye-bye, uh, Calgary. Bye-bye. Don't let the door hit you on the way out. Same with the Winnipeg Jets. Man down, man down. Mayday. St. Louis Blues advancing. So goodbye to the Winnipeg Jets. And then we switch over to the NBA playoffs. We have some teams to put in the dirt forever. They're dead. The Orlando Magic. Gone. Bye. Dunzo. Actually, it was an impressive showing by the Magic, I'm not going to lie. Stealing the one game that they did, I was impressed with them. Detroit Pistons, dead, gone forever. Oklahoma City Thunder, next question. You're done. Enjoy your offseason. Done. done. Forever. Brooklyn Nets, this one hurt. I really thought the Nets, I got a hand up here, I was wrong. I thought the Nets would make a little bit more noise in that series. I was clearly wrong. I'll own that. That was not, not great. 
Uh, Indiana Pacers. Very, that's a sad story, man. They held on for a very long time after Oladipo went down, and then they just got quietly swept by the Celtics. And uh, But good show for the Pacers. Once Oladipo comes back, the Pacers are one piece away from being one piece away, but when they get that next piece that's going to put them one piece away, oh, they're going to make so much noise. I agree. How, how sports radio did that sound right there? That sounded like some Mike Francesca shit. Please, please pay me more. I just, where's my agent? Where's my agent? Should we get, uh, we should get cocky with this. Game hasn't even started yet. Los Angeles Clippers. Clippers! You're dead. Goodbye. See ya. You're done. You're done. I'm writing you off already. That's how confident I am with the Golden State Warriors. All right? All right. So all those teams have been laid to rest. We'll update that. R.I.P. As we go along. No, no, it, well, I mean, it should be R.I.P., but it's also, you're dead. You're gone. You couldn't hang it. I mean, good, good on you for making the playoffs, but you're gone. You're done. All right. Kill the goddamn music! Oh, that's on me. That's my bad. All right, there we go. All right, so that is it. We've put some playoff teams to rest that have been eliminated. Now it is time to turn things around. It's time for some good old-fashioned winners and losers of recent sporting headlines. Mm. Mm -mm, indeed. There are winners. I'm by winning. Winner, winner, ultimate winner. Wow, winning. And there are losers. Loser, 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 loser. Winners and losers for this episode of the podcast. Flan, let's start off with this. Number one, Big Ben signed an extension. Breaking news. Huge, huge news. Do you like that? I do, and I take back everything I've ever said about quarterbacks getting overpaid because now mine is going to be overpaid in two years. I've been making like $30 million a year. Very well-deserved. He's kind of he's restructured his contract here a lot in the past to make things work. And Why is he having that much money? Because that's what the market, whatever the word I'd argue, no, is no, not even just the market, right? Because Kirk Cousins is being overpaid. You could argue that at a time, well. Who's the highest-paid quarterback? He probably want to be higher than that, so that's the market. No, highest-paid quarterback is your boy Russell Wilson. How much is he getting paid a year? Uh, it's just a stupid amount. He got four years for like 140. Russell Wilson contract. Are oh, you really that much money? Yeah, he got a ton. Oh, less than that. He got paid. Oh, my bad. Four year contract extension to the tune of four years, $87.6 million. Oh, that's I'm sure it's like 100 something with incentives or something like that. I don't know. I saw that. No, I saw that. I saw the $100 number or the $100 million on, on SportsCenter. I'm going to blame ESPN. Damn you, ESPN. <laughs> but, uh, with, with Big Ben, here's the thing, is two Super Bowl rings does wonders for you, right? Because Eli Manning considered elite by many because he got two Super Bowl rings. Big Ben's got two Super Bowl rings. So this is going to fly. It's going to be okay. My gripe comes with something like a Kirk Cousins contract where you fully guarantee the entire thing for Kirk fucking Cousins because you forget that he's Kirk Cousins. Mm -hmm. Big Ben, way different than Kirk Cousins. I will say the troubling thing is what made you change your mind from – Two years ago, thinking that you only had like two or three years left into you, all of a sudden now you want to stay around for another four or five years because, well, four, three, three or four, because you drafted Mason Rudolph and we got Josh Dobbs. Just cut Landry Jones. Just forget he ever happened, please. I'm so tired of him. Keep the other two. Landry Jones, Mason Rudolph. Let him mentor the other two while he's still able to produce. Okay? As you see I'm doing mental backflips here. I like it, though. I, it just it tells me that they still, we still have a franchise quarterback who wants to be there who claims that he's going to be committed to being a Steeler as, he, as much as he was when he first got drafted. So I'm looking forward to it. I'm going to consider this a win. What do you win, consider it? Win, win, win. It's a winner? All right. Not only for Big Ben, but for the Steelers as well. Because look around the league. 
look at how many teams have sorry quarterbacks or think that they have a good quarterback who is, in fact, sorry. I'm just saying, look, look yeah. around. Just look around, right? You're right. I'm not going to say it. I want to, but I'm not going to say it because he was hurt last year, and we'll see what he does this year. Except in week three, I hope he's awful. You know exactly <laughs> what I'm talking about, Flint. Jim e. All right. Next up on winners and losers. It turns out that college football is going to be instituting a new overtime rule. Does that, does that do anything for you? No. No, whatsoever. Okay, not at all. But we're still going to read off this because I found it interesting, so that's why. All right, where's the little note here? When it comes to overtime, from the fifth overtime period on, so when we've already gotten uh, a ga- an extra game and a half of football, when it comes to from the fifth overtime period on, teams will line up for two-point plays rather than starting each possession at the 25-yard line. The college football panel also addressed kickoffs and blindside blocks Two-man wedges are banned during kickoffs. Players are prohibited from executing a blindside block by attacking an opponent with forcible contact. So there you go. This is perfect because next football season, when we're sitting there Friday night on Osceolos and we're watching the Maction or not Maction, we're watching uh, Mountain West football that's on at 1030 and it's going into six overtime. No more touchdowns. We're just running two-point conversions. We're trying to end that game because long gone are going to be the days of the six and seven overtime games. As much as we love those, and they get awful, but there's just so much fun to watch because nobody wants to win the game in that sense. And it's like, who's going to get stuck with this win? A little weird. But I like the I like the uh, concept of a rule shaking it up. What do you think of it? A winner or loss that you're going to abandon trying to score a touchdown from the 25-yard line, fifth overtime on? Um, win. I don't think – I mean, I doubt – it'll probably happen like once every three or four years. I don't think many overtimes make it even that far. So I feel I feel like there was a like, – if, if I if – There was had, that one that went on forever this past year, but then other than that – If we like had a better third research overtime, Third, fourth overtime is usually where they go to if they last long. Yeah, but I feel like if we had a better research department here on the show, we would be able to dig up at least – I'd say there's maybe two or three – I'd say there's usually two to three games a year that might go – Six, seven overtimes. You have to think about how many college football games are played each Saturday, and they they start at 9 a.m. our time, and they run until about 11.30 our time. That's a lot of football, man. There's a lot of games that have the capacity to go to six and seven overtimes. Not all of them do, obviously, but I think I think it's a little bit more Not many than do. what you're saying blo- once in a blue When they make it, it's pretty big news on sports center, and that doesn't happen too often. Not m- if it's like a ma- well, I guess if it's like if a Thursday, it if it's a thir- it if it's, far, if it's, it's, if it's Tuesday night action, yeah, and there's nothing to talk about, they'll be like, look no. at this seven overtime game. But I'm talking well, about no, talking it about doesn't. It does not happen often. Friday night, a University of uh, Nevada Reno and Hawaii go at it, and they go six overtimes. I don't think it's leading Sports Center. I think it gets buried in College Football Final. I think they definitely make a note about it, but they don't. They don't. You lead hear off of about it. If, if a game went seven overtimes, no matter what it is, Mac Weber, it is news on ESPN. That's a fact. I agree to disagree, but I respect your opinion. It's a fact. Okay. All right. Okay, next Idiot. Up. Thank you. That hurts my feelings. <laughs> uh, next up on the winners, losers list, we have Blake Griffin undergoing knee surgery. I don't know if you saw Blake Griffin in that series against the Bucks, but he didn't even play for the first two games. And in game four, looked like a shell of himself. Had a robo leg on his on his knee. Blake is cool. I think Blake Griffin is the ceiling for what Zion Williamson will be. There, I said it. Hot take. I think his ceiling ceiling is Charles Barkley. But Charles Barkley wasn't a great shooter, right? He was a banger in the post. And that's what I'm saying. I don't see Zion taking a lot of threes or, or being a solid jump shooter. 
I want to say he shot like 60-something percent like that from the field, but he's dunking on everybody. And you're not – in college, it's easy to muscle your way through the lane. In the NBA, those guys are going to make you earn it, you know? It's – Sounds like say, you're not really high on the guy. I'm not saying that I'm not high. He's definitely a special talent, and I think he'll definitely put some butts in seats, but – He's got to work on the jump shot. I see a lot. He's basically a bigger, stronger Ben Simmons right now. Is what he well bigger in the sense that he's got more muscles because I think Ben Simmons is taller than him. But he's got LeBron's body with LeBron's skills. LeBron Ben Simmons skill set. LeBron's got a better jumper in a three now because he's worked on it. But I'm saying when Bron first came out the league, right? We get obsessed with these guys that are explosive and powerful. It's like where's your jump shot? That's where yeah. the league is moved to. Doesn't make sense, man. So, Blake Griffin, bringing that back to Blake Griffin, that's a L. I, I mean, he needs it for his knee, but it's unfortunate because Blake Griffin, man, what happened? When you were on the, when you were on the Clippers, you guys were supposed to be lobsy, making it to the championship game, and then what happened? Now here you are in Detroit. You're the franchise player, but you're undergoing knee surgery, and you got bounced in the first round of the playoffs to the Milwaukee Bucks and the Greek Freak. It's just, oy, oy All right, next up on winners, losers. This one probably should be in the pop culture update, but it's up on um, it's up on this news. Oh nope, go back to where we are on the rundown there. Thank you very much. Computer malfunctioning. Computer malfunctioning. What I wanted to say. Have you been watching Jeopardy, Flame? No. You heard about Jeopardy at all? Wait until you hear how much money this guy's made in Jeopardy. Where the hell did he go? He's a robot. Jeopardy star and pro sports. I'm not even kidding. He's a robot. Jeopardy star and pro sports better James Holzhauer is a gambling legend. He has won over $1 million in prize money on the show. He bet. Oh, oh, wow. He's grown. Oh, geez. Bet $75,000 on the 2016 MLB Hall of Fame induction. Doesn't say how much money he won there. But he has models for the NFL the Major League Baseball and College Basketball. All-time winner Ken Jennings calls his run on Jeopardy impossible. What he does is he starts out by betting or by picking the clues on the bottom of the board that are always worth more money. So when he works his way up and he gets to the daily double, he's so confident that he's going to get it. He might only have 10, 10 Gs to his account when he gets the daily double. He says, all right, I'm going to bet 20000 And then he gets it, and all of a sudden he's got 30000 mm-hmm. now. And it's been remarkable. <laughs> this guy's insane. When I tell you he's a robot, other guys don't stand a chance. He's making it to the final round. You, you know, usually everybody's the three people up there. They got the dividers. There's usually only two people up there. Maybe even sometimes it's just him because everybody's in the red. It's ridiculous. <laughs> I say, and, and the reason it's so unprecedented is because we thought what Ken, what Ken Jennings did was impressive, and Ken Jennings called this impossible. Calls this impossible. We're never going to see this again. Not even, not even that robot or whatever it was, Wilson or Thompson or whatever the hell that thing was that they brought on. The IBM Cloud thing. I forget its name. It didn't even have a run like this. This guy is a supercomputer <laughs> and a human. And a fucking human. It's insane. So for sure, you know, winner. Check him out. James Holhauser. Yeah, just go- just YouTube him and watch, dude. I'm sure there's a couple of weirdo dedicated videos to him. <laughs> balling on a Jeopardy where he's just a wizard. All right. And then last up on the winners, losers list, we have Marshawn Lynch. Marshawn Lynch has called it a career for a second time. He says, quote-unquote, not planning to return to the NFL. Don't blame him. According to this headline, if I was for, if I was faced with coming back to the Raiders franchise, I too would retire. So I'm going to put this as a win for Marshawn because not only did he make his money in Seattle, he won a Super Bowl, he also got to come back and play for his hometown team while they were still in the hometown. And then he was able to jump shit before things really went to hell. 
So, but I also think he was kind of hurt last year too, right? Uh, yeah, he's a hurt. 33- oh, no, he doesn't come back to Oakland. He was a free agent. The 33-year-old Lynch, who was a free agent, spent the past two seasons playing for his hometown Oakland Raiders after coming out of retirement. He was limited to just six games last season because of a groin injury that landed him on the injured reserve. So, Marshawn Lynch, calling it a career. He's earned it. Beast mode run. Do you remember that run where he, uh, the YouTube video too? Yeah, I mean, little boy. Yeah, that was, that was one of the runs I've ever seen. Yeah, that was Darren Shapa. Hold my dick. <laughs> that was a great video. Uh-oh. What's next? <laughs> FBI <laughs> FBI is investigating the big ball. I heard about this. Co-founder. I heard about this for alleged fraud amid the Lonzo Ball lawsuit. That's insane. I'm just reading this headline right now. I have not done my homework on this. Let's see what it says real quick. Canuli notes that the FBI investigation could be at least two months old. Ooh, wow. It is unclear when exactly the investigation began, but one law enforcement source said that it was at least two months old. The investigation is focused on the allegations included in the lawsuit filed by Lonzo Ball and the Big Baller brand earlier this month. <laughs> lawsuit says this guy owns owns 16.3% of the company, made at least $1.5 million in unexplained cash withdrawals between 2016 and 2018, and the lawsuit is seeking more than $2 million in damages. Ouch! Ouch! Okay. Ouch is right. Big Bob Brand lawsuit. So sucks for that guy, the founder, or the uh, the co-founder. I hope Lonzo gets it straight, man. Just on the court and off the court. That's an L. <laughs> All right, not for Lonzo, mm. but just for that guy and the Big Baller Brand name, because it's like, and then he even covered it up, which we failed to report. This is retroactive reporting right now. Uh, when Lonzo got his Triple B tattoo covered up with dice, did you notice anything funny about those dice? That do you go back and take a look at that tattoo? The dice. Seven side or something. No, like that? the numbers. They aren't. No dice look like that. He uh, just freehanded the the tattoo artist freehanded the die, and it was like, where where are the dots organized like <laughs> that on the side of on the face of a die? Do you, <laughs> do you not you, do you not pay attention? <laughs> All right, now it's time for the pop culture update. We'll wrap things up. Are you are you stupid? It just doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. I tell you, it just doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter, but we're still going to talk about it anyway. Why? Well, because it's in the news. That's why. Flan? Yee. What happened in Game of Thrones? Uh, Game of Thrones, it, the last episode was basically the, uh, I saw a tweet that was, it was the mic'd up, mic'd up locker room before the Super Bowl. And then Super Bowl for Game of Thrones is this Sunday. Woo! Meaning, like, the best episode they've ever made yeah, coming I, out I, on I, Sunday. I, I get that, yeah. Um, a lot of character development, and Jon Snow revealed to Daenerys that that Daenerys is his aunt. And the funny thing about that is they've been fucking oh, for a while some now. Good old fashioned incest there. So, little. Uh, I heard there was a ear, sex ear. scene. I heard there was a sex scene that made some people uncomfortable. Just yes, because he... the, the story started off with the girl like as eight years old, and she still looked at it if you watch the show as a kid. And then when she had the sex scene, because I guess she's like technically twenty years old in the mood in the show now. Bam, chico, bam, bam. And when she had sex with the guy, I was like, oh lord, what am I looking at? Okay. So yeah, that was. So cool. yeah, but that's gonna get upcoming Sunday for Game of Thrones. Long ass battle scene. Uh, Hour and a half. School. That's a lot of death. And um, many, many main characters are probably going to die. Um, and I am not prepared for it. And then also on top of that, there is a three-hour movie that pretty much caps off a 20-film series that Marvel has made since 08. Yeah, okay, so here we go. Spoiler alert on that. Who's to say that Ant-Man doesn't just crawl up Thanos' ass and expand, expand uh-huh, and then it's, boom, it's over? 
Well, how does that? How do we know that's are not going to happen? Are you probably like the twenty thousandth person to come up with that theory? Nope, nope. <laughs> I'm saying I've seen it enough online to come to conclusion that that is the most logical way that this Infinity War would actually end. <laughs> is you get you get Ant Man to get small and crawl into an orifice. That would be epic. And then just expand in there, and Thanos can't do anything with the Infinity Stones, and boom, boom it's Absolutely done. Absolutely epic that that, that was to happen. <laughs> be very pleased the ending. Did you watch Shifting Gears here? Did you watch Kanye West Sunday Service at Coach? Coachella. I did not. Okay. I was really mad that about that. I was more mad at the fact that Kid Cudi brought Kanye out um, during his set on the Saturday night. That's mm, what I was more mad about. Very salty. But because um, I mean, the one of my favorite songs is that one from his Kid Seagulls album, Reborn. Mm-hmm. And I thought it would have been really cool to see them both do it live because I don't think you not many people will ever be able to see that live because they don't go on tour together. Yeah. And. Um, yeah, so that's what I was kind of bummed about because he played it and never thought he was going to bring Kanye out for that song and he didn't. So I was kind of just bummed out. But still, I would trade Coachella for the world because it was so much fun. It's so much fun. Oh my God, it should be illegal. Remember that. It should be illegal because it was so much fun. Yes, agreed. All right, last up here. Were you a Mortal Kombat fan at all? Fighting games at all? No. Nah. Yeah. Okay, Mortal Kombat pledges changes after difficulty Were and you? grinding complaints. I've engaged in the game. Yeah, Don't call fun. me a nerd then. It's fun to play. Do no. not call okay, me a nerd then. All right, then. I was called a nerd today at work. It kind of hurt my feelings, <laughs> but I, but I kind of took it on the chin and we moved forward. Uh, Ed Boone pledged to address player concerns over the crypt. Where the game's unlockable content is. this housed. the game where they have really, like, really, really violent, gory deaths? They finish it. Where the whole finish him. And comes it's like from. really gory. Yep, and it's it's yeah, cinematic, they, cinematic they, death sequence. They did on e- inside the inside the NBA yesterday, and uh, Ernie's like, we have this Mortal Kombat scene, and it was like Shaq versus Charles, and Shaq's here <laughs> just to destroy, to the finish him, and then, Char- then Ernie was like, what the world did I just watch? <laughs> Yeah, it's it's different. I mean, it's a fun fighting game. I throw it. It's definitely up there, and it's outlasted games like Tekken and uh, the Dragon Ball Z. Also had a good one, oh. a good run. They're they're just fighter games. I was more of a sports games guy growing up, but there were there are occasional games like this, like Grand Theft Auto, where I stray away. Oh, from I like Grand Theft Auto. Yeah, and I and then I'm I everyone mean, likes that game. Yeah, damn, I can really hear you in the headphones this way. It's <laughs> kind of weird. I was trying to give my bad ear a break, but it didn't work out. Okay, so yes, despite some outlets giving Mortal Kombat 11. I mean, is 11 versions of the same game. But you could say the same thing with Madden. A somewhat high score, almost every single one of them mentions the game's awful progression system that requires you to grind or to pay instead. Pretty disappointing for everybody who planned to pay mostly or play mostly solo. I don't even understand what half that, half that tweet means. So all I know is that Mortal Kombat fans upset with game developers, Mortal Kombat game developers... You might want to fix that out. Don't or fix that. Don't don't piss off your fan base there. That's not that's not a good business <laughs> model there. I'm not no genius, but that's not the best business model there. Okay, that's our show. Flan, no promises about the draft special tomorrow, but uh, your initial RSVP would be yes, no, maybe so. Mm, it's probably a no. Wow, man, that hurts my feelings. All right then. I got I got, I got a movie to go see later oh, that night. Oh yeah, I you got. I gotta, gotta go see Ant Man. Save Chico. the world. I need to pack up for it. I don't got time, though. Busy, busy, man. Will I'll probably here? miss the draft. I'll probably miss the recorder or something. Will you be here on Sunday? I will not be here Sunday because that's the big Game of Thrones night. Okay, thank big, you for that. Big Game thank of Thrones Thank you for the heads night. up. All right, good to You're know. You're welcome. Good to know. All right. Uh, what else? Nothing else going on. We'll stay posted. We'll see what happens with the draft. There may be a draft special. It may not be. I'll, I'll, signs are looking <laughs> dim right now for a Sunday show, but we'll probably pull it out, which is despite mm-hmm. Flan and his... The way he works things out with his agent. Oh, okay, yeah. so that'll do it. For the haters and losers, 
of which there are many. Go fuck yourselves. Until next time. Deuces. Hey. Hey. Yeah. Hey. Hey. Uh, yeah. Niggas talking, I'ma walk, don't worry about it. Yeah. Setting transits, niggas late like Jimmy Fallon. Yeah. Moving silence, I don't speak upon the violence. Up you with that, pledge allegiance to the flagging. Bring your static, talk your shit, then drop your address. Woo. We got time today, so check your rollie and your paddock. Yeah. Backstage, Shorty John Stockton, where's your passes? Yeah. Looking at a star, not Ray Charles, where's your glasses? Woo. Cop Woo. car next to us got flipped off like gymnastics. Yeah. Pick six, I'm to the house like UPS with that package. Yeah. Office smelling that sweet smell of that short term satisfaction. My shit in the way blasting. Open doors and go Casper, nigga. I'll feature like Jasper. Hit that bit with a multi milli after. I remember what y'all broke niggas said backwards. Burning bitches with some niggas in this backwood.